0: wins now presents The Neil Rogers Show. If you'd like to participate on South Florida's most talked about talk show, call 624-0191 in Dade or in Broward call 764-0707. And now, here's Neil Rogers.
1: You can say that again, ten oh seven at W-I-N-Z and here we go on a Tuesday morning. (laughs) I didn't tell you what you can say again, but we'll say that before the uh, show is over. Chronic callers, although I think we've uh, pretty much dispelled some of that, maybe a little bit of it left in the real ultra-chronic callers, but some of the chronic callers think they have a constitutional right to call a talk show, like Harvey from Kendall, he's the one we're depriving him of his constitutional right to be a jackass. Well, we're not depriving him of that right, he is a jackass, and nothing that I say or do is going to change that, it's just that he's got no right to be on this show, I decide who's going to be on the show, period, nobody else decides. And that's true with any talk show host, and if there are talk show hosts in the market who are too gutless to hang up on chronic regulars, then they don't belong on the air. They shouldn't have a show. That is, in my opinion, that's a fact. If they don't have the guts to get rid of people who are guilty of terminal boredom, then they shouldn't have a show. And I hope some of them are listening. I'm sure they're all listening right now. Now, I didn't get up extra early to hear Herman and McQueen this morning. Uh, I didn't uh, get into that. But I did tune them in a little bit coming to work this morning, and I'll be honest with you, uh, pretty boring. Pretty boring. They do use some of the words that we saw in that CBS piece last night. They did say something about uh, uh, dickhead or something like that. But, you know, and if they can say it on FM, why can't we say it on AM? See, that's another part of the hypocrisy of this whole thing. Uh, Let's make up our minds. Is this radio or is there some difference between... In other words, if it comes in on your... uh, fryer or your pop-up toaster or your uh, steam iron, if you hear it there, is there some separate kind of regulation as to what we can do and what we can say? Because I think that's a bunch of garbage. FM, AM, PM, or BM, radio is radio. Well, so to speak. And in this market, so to speak, you can put a blanket over most of it. And I heard Herman and McQueen, and I guess uh, probably get some people calling. There, are some people in the building who listened to that this morning, because I was the answer to their trivia game this morning. And not even any good shots. I mean, if you're going to take some good shots, take some good ones. You know, talk about that fat slob or whatever, but do it with taste, with class, with panache, as Taffy would say. Boy, is she going to be throwing around those French words when she comes back from that trip, isn't she? It's going to be great. They're sending me on a trip, too, this summer uh, with some of the audience. They're sending us to Fire Island. It ought to be really good. But anyway, uh, getting back to that whole business about what people can say and what they can't say, radio is radio. And the programmers and the management people, and this gets back to our last call yesterday, and I didn't forget. I'm sure he's out there assuming that I forgot him. And the caller asked me, and we were running out of time, what is it that management wants? What do they want you to do? What do they want anybody on here to do? And I don't think they know. I think they want you to get big ratings in this business. There's no question about that. And they want all the perfect demographics. They want every listener to be a perfect model of what the agencies think is the the perfect buyer who's going to buy every product that you advertise. But they want you to do it their way. And, of course, the irony is that their way never works. So that's where the conflict comes in. Now, the one thing I'll say, I'll give credit to people like uh, the management at K-Rock in New York, is the fact that they've taken this guy who's been fired at I don't know how many places, not only WNBC, but he's been fired in Washington and all over the place, and they put him on the air and they said, hey, go do your thing and we'll support you, and that's it. And the guy has done incredible, as they said, bringing in tens of millions of dollars in advertising. That station's got to be worth, what, hundreds of millions at this point? So it's really incredible what one person can do if he's given the opportunity to do it. If he's going to be muzzled and have a leash put on him, then he's not going to do very much. Howard Stern would obviously not be an effective broadcaster if he were under a lot of stress and under a lot of uh, limitations. Yeah, they said from uh, 22nd, I think, to third in the market in nine months. In the number one market in the country. I mean, you're talking about, in morning drive, millions and millions of dollars that that man has brought into that radio station. Okay, let's do a little break, because I have a feeling I'm going to get on a roll here on all this in just a minute. And we might even play some Howard Stern tapes before the show is out. Now, we're not going to do that, but let's just keep pretending. Let's spread a rumor that we're going to play Howard Stern, pirate Howard Stern tapes that we got that we're going to play on the air. Some of the really raunchy stuff, you know, the Run DMC interview. That'll probably get, oh, Glenn Hill's in Tampa. That's good, because I think Bill Calder lost his tape. So if you don't hear Calder again in the near future, it's uh, <laughs> probably Glenn is going to go out and get a hitman because, boy, he really cherishes those Howard Stern tapes. He just uh, salivates, foams at the mouth when he listens to them. And, of course, if you heard him, you'd understand why. You can now provide for... I'm getting excited about that. Uh, When there's a movie with him on, I turn it off immediately. Immediately. There's just something about that child. There's nothing there, you know? And as I said, literally, we have done investigative reporting. There's just a little hole. But uh, other than that, there's absolutely nothing there, so don't get excited about it. Anyway... Uh, We also want to say a tip of the W.I.N.Z. hat to Mike Miller. And we just understand, we just got it through the grapevine, that Mike Miller was the instigator of the Herman and McQueen thing, the uh, trivia thing that they did about me this morning, because Mike doesn't have enough guts, enough creativity to do it on his own show. So he's looking to find hatchet people to attack Neil, because Neil said all these nasty but true things about Mike on the air. I mean, Miller is so embarrassing that it's just incredible. I turned it on for like two minutes yesterday and he was spewing more misinformation. I don't even remember what it was, but it was just so embarrassing, I had to shut it off immediately. And Mike, I know that you're listening, I know that you're hanging on every word. If you've got any balls at all, why don't you do it? Why don't you get on the air and do a whole show and attack me on the air? I'm willing to give you that shot. Look at all the publicity I could give you. And if anybody knows, if anybody needs it, heaven knows that it's Mike Miller. Anybody sign those petitions yet? I got about four postcards here. Mike, Mike would come, up, he would come on his hands and knees over here uh, right now to get those postcards. You know that, don't you? Also, if there's anybody in the audience who knows where the IRS office is in West Broward so that I don't have to go all the way down to Kendall today. You know, there's an office that nobody knows about except me and 10 other people down there on Sensa Drive in Kendall. And every year I go down there and there's like almost nobody in there. And they have every one of those forms. It's great. It's one of these. It doesn't even have a sign on it. It could be KGB. And by the way, speaking of KGB, doesn't, doesn't America feel good today knowing that after all these years we finally screwed the KGB? We ought to have some kind of great sense of satisfaction about that, shouldn't we? Well, probably the Marines do. Anyway, what the hell were we talking about? I got sidetracked on Mike Miller. And also, if anybody heard the uh, Herman and McQueen trivia this morning, and can tell us what the questions were, that might be uh, kind of revealing too once we get into the show here. So Mark Hune can tear his hair out because I saw it and I taped it and I watched it over and over again. I took notes, everything. Although that young lady in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, wouldn't you be embarrassed to admit that you you, you studied tapes of Howard Stern and you listened to them over and over and over again and you went to acting school or whatever the hell she did? I mean, talk about contrived. Comedy class, yeah. And then CBS, that was really embarrassing. CBS is being so gutsy, you know, to show us this piece and to really uh, lay this out in front of all America. And then they bleep half of the stuff that she said. She said the DJ didn't stand for disc jockey. She said it stood for dick jokes. And they bleeped it out. I couldn't believe that. What kind of class is that, huh? No guts at all, because any chance you get to really rip management is something that you never let go by the boards because, invariably, it's always accurate. 10.31 at WYNZ on a Tuesday morning. We're going to take a little time out again here. We'll come right back. They will not talk about you any more. Who cares? You mean he called here? Where did we get that message from? Boy, that's incredible. Oh, from that, oh, brother, I'm going to tell you, just incredible. Unbelievable, folks. Let's use all of those words over and over again. They're not going to talk uh, about me anymore. That's a shame. Well, maybe Mike Miller will do it. Mike doesn't have the balls to do it, though, does he? No, he just really doesn't. He He poked at it a little bit the other day, but he just doesn't have the real courage to come on the air and defend himself because he has no defense. He knows it's all true. Okay, we got a couple of lines open in Dade County. Six two four zero one nine one. Hit on Larry King at exactly at one
2: forty four a.m. A reco- uh, someone came on and it was you. It was you, I guess, a recording. Again? Oh, that, 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 that's been done before. And I know you. Was, I know. I can't remember how it went, but it was something like Larry King. He's so ugly, and I got a big kick out of it when I heard it because I heard it one time direct on your program. Great. But it was 1.44 a.m. Then
1: I think at uh, 2 o'clock, a
2: couple minutes after 2, they came out with another segment, and they did say, please don't call in because it's a rebroadcast. So maybe that other one was a rebroadcast. I don't
1: know. No, the other comments were made after the first one, so we've got evidently Fruitcake is calling in on Larry King's show now and replaying uh, comments that I made on the air, which is good because that'll spice Larry's show up a little bit. I'm sure Larry King knew who it was. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're making it everywhere, aren't we? Eat your heart out, Larry. Larry's only making what six, seven hundred thousand a year. He's still ugly. Twenty-three before eleven at WINZ. We still have two open lines in Dade County where uh, nobody. By Al Rantel on um, Al Rantel's TV. Tom Likus. Yeah. Did you? On uh, Al Rantel's show. Tom
3: Likus. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was interviewed by Al Rantel on um, Al Rantel's TV show.
1: Oh, you mean on Channel Thirty Three? Right. At six thirty in the morning. Yeah. I've never seen that show. No. Uh, you haven't missed anything, man. I was flipping through the cables when I found him. I mean, if I wouldn't get up at 7.30 to listen to Herman and McQueen, I'm sure not getting up at 6.30 to uh, watch Alice. <laughs> well, Tom's gained all that weight back, so... <laughs> oh, are you serious? Tom, who was uh, always giving me shots because of my weight?
3: Yeah, he lost a lot of weight before he left here, but he, he gained it all back. Yeah, he had more, that I think. guy
1: that Bob... What was that guy's name, Bob Schwartz? Diets don't work or something? The wrote, I think that's the, one, that's the one he was on, though. Yeah, he wrote the book with all those blank pages in it. And he said diets don't work, and he was just a real rip-off, just a con artist. And Lycus had him on like 20 times.
3: Yeah, well, it worked for Lycus like, for a
1: while. He got he got
3: kind of slimmed down.
1: Yeah, well, everything works for a while. <laughs> 10 seconds out of her show, you don't know if she's funny, sent their photographer here yesterday, Mm -hmm. and if you could have seen the contrived stuff that they had me doing in front of this building on the lawn, they brought in these elderly actors and actresses, and they had them throwing uh, stale lettuce and tomatoes and rolls and sweet and low at me, then they had me lie on the ground out there covered with rolls and sweet and low, and they put you through such a, everything is so contrived that it's unbelievable.
3: You went through that contrived stuff for the Tropic one time
1: yeah that's what that was running through my mind again yesterday you know like doing the same thing again
3: yeah i like one thing i did like about the show last night was uh howard
1: stern's new hair looks pretty good he's got new hair yeah that's a wig he's wearing are you serious yeah i can't believe it boy he I, as ugly as he is with the hair i hate to think what he looked like without the hair but i i, I was there ago. for two minutes and i'm sitting at a table right near where the restaurant where the um where the restaurant is where the kitchen is and there's a lady standing there who's obviously some kind of an advertising person. She's trying to sell something, and she's got her charts and her, all of the stuff she's schlepping, and she's talking to one of the managers, and she says, Oh, you guys used to advertise on Neil Rogers. And the guy says, Yes. Now, she doesn't know I'm sitting there. I'm sitting, like, five feet behind her at a little table. All right. And she's going on, and she's tinkling. I'll, I thought I was going to drown. I thought I was going to float away, and going on about how great he is and how exciting and interesting and off the wall and all this stuff that he plays, and she's talking about the protect condom spot with freeway and spigot, on and on she's going, and she leaves. So, I, you know, being curious, I asked the guy who she was, and he said that uh, she's from Winn-Dixie. She goes out and sells these coupon discounts that they have for different establishments or whatever. <laughs> And I was just astonished, because it just happened. I mean, it was just a a one-in-a-million kind of a situation. 10.50, a with us. Well, Well, when Bill Calder had Linda Thornton, who writes a radio column in the Herald, he had her on his show about uh, five, six days ago, and the first call for Linda Thornton was from Skip, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, that guy. Huh? That guy, Skip? Yeah. Yeah. And he was just tinkling all over Linda, and it's so wonderful to work for Cox Broadcasting, and they're such a great company, and all this other... And, uh, you know, people don't want to hear that. People are not interested when ha- you have a radio or a TV critic on. You want to hear what the public has to say. You don't want to hear all these pseudo personnel especially on your own station. I mean, it was such a tacky thing, you know, because IOD and GTR are the same company. It's Cox Broadcasting. So I came on here, and I took a shot at them. So this morning, I was the subject of their trivia contest. I was the answer to the riddle, and people were supposed to call in with, with questions, you know, with little shots. And from what, I, from what everybody tells me, it was pretty weak.
2: Oh, well, good, because I don't listen to it anyway, so I guess I didn't miss much, huh? Basically, a, a tinkle and rip show. You know, everyone calls a tinkle on him and rip on you. And um, it came also down to, you know, they were talking about the ratings. And the old standby said, well, they don't mean anything. And he said the way he looks at it is that even though you got a 6-2 share, he looks at it that 95.8% of the people don't listen to you.
1: That oh, is it, that, that's, real, that's real creative, Mike. Real good. That means that probably 99% of the people don't listen to him.
2: Yeah, and it was just, you know, he had all the old, all the old relics calling, and they say, I can't believe, you know, that, the, whole, the whole bit. And um, half of them were saying all those words, you know, douchebag and everything. I can't believe he says that. And the other half wouldn't even say it. So it was, it was uh, entertaining for about the first 20 minutes, and then I just couldn't take it anymore.
1: Mike Thompson? Yeah. Now, here's a guy who's supposed to be in the advertising business, right? That's what he does for an honest living, supposedly, during the week. And uh, he's talking about radio ratings in those terms. Now, see, he knows better. I mean, he can't even justify that because he knows better. Yeah, they were calling saying he
2: was the only uh, honorable talk show left on the air. Yeah, he's
1: the only fascist left on the air. That's, I think, the way they should put it.
2: Uh, Probably. I wish someone else would have listened to the whole show. Maybe they have some other comment.
1: And that's because fascism is dying out, thank goodness, in America. Now that Reagan's term is finally nearing an end, fascism is dwindling. And people like Mike Thompson and the John Browards of the world, you know, are fading back into oblivion where they belong. One thing I like about Mike Thompson, though, is the clarity when you listen to WS News when he's on he sounds like he's sitting on a chair well of course he is sitting on a chair with seven phone books because he's about two feet tall but he always sounds like he's got like um 40 yards of asbestos between him and the mic or something it's just incredible i noticed that i guess he doesn't want to get polluted from some of the other people using those microphones during the week over there you know he's kind of nervous if you know what i mean yeah kind of a nervous nelly yeah well uh, well thanks a lot i better I, i gotta get going okay well i don't want you i don't want you to lose your job okay Boy, that would be something when you're on the daytime and all these people sneak while they're working while the boss is looking and they call in. We try to put those people on immediately. We put the mobile. Now, these people want preferential order. It's like the woman yesterday, the guy told us about in the supermarket at the deli counter, where they have all the plastic numbers, and she reaches, she looks up to see which number is next. She reaches into her purse, she pulls out about twenty numbers. Unbelievable. Subhuman. Speaking of subhuman, we have two lines heuristic thing we're doing. This is for fun. And you see that's the wrong word. You remember when I first went to work at WNWS, Sudbrink Broadcasting had just bought that station and they put it off the air for a month and they changed the call letters. And they took the fun out of South Florida when they eliminated WFUN. How would anybody in his right mind take those calls? But I have gained back 18 pounds of the weight that I had lost and I'm ballooning and I can't afford to do it, but I can't stop eating. I'm just constantly hungry, incessantly, from the time I get up in the morning, even times that I used to be not hungry. Like...
0: Uh, are you doing any more baseball games? mean again?
1: What do you mean again? How many times have I hung up on you? Oh. Come on, how many? Rough estimate, how many?
4: Mm, twice.
1: Twice? Yep. No, maybe like 50. I mm. wonder what would happen if the FCC would allow us to say all the words we wanted to say, etc., etc., etc. Did anybody hear that? Because he's off the air now, and Fowler's probably taking another uh, sex survey. Is there anybody who can verify that? Here's another rumor. Fruitcake swears that he hears a radio in the studio. Oh, you mean in the uh, control room over there while I'm on the air? They're listening to this show and stealing the material as we're on the air. We have reached new lows of desperation in the South Florida market. See, I was going to suggest that we ought to tape the show every day and send them over a cassette. And save him the trouble, that way his roommate wouldn't have to tape it for him. They're listening to it as we're on the air now, stealing material. Wait a minute, do we have a verification of this? One of the WINZ spies is on the phone. Hello? Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. They don't doing today? Okay.
4: As early as 10 this morning and as late as this early this afternoon, he's uh, referring to the FCC and actually going as far as talking about the other program, and uh, talking about how well, what, what will you do next if the FCC does allow you to continue? Uh, well, put it this way, going towards more more freedom of speech towards the uh, four-letter words, and what step will you take after that that becomes burned out? So he basically started with a poll this morning at 10 o'clock. Oh no! Yeah, sure he did. Oh no! Absolutely. Uh, and Oy, the are. He wanted to hear from the audience if they thought we should continue in the industry going towards more... Wait wait a
1: minute, wait a minute. What do you mean we? He hasn't done a damn thing until, you know, I started doing things a couple of months ago. He doesn't do anything.
4: He was totally on the FCC this morning, and then I tuned him Uh, out as you came on around 10. That's when you... Oh. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that I could verify that. I know you know my voice by now. Called you about a half thousand times, maybe.
1: I can't believe it. Because at the end of the show yesterday, I mentioned or sometime during the last hour, that must have been what stimulated it. I mentioned that one day this week. We... Yeah, the show. Okay. Okay. Later. Thank you. Bye. Okay. That's it. That's the end. This calls for heavy duty action, ladies and gentlemen. This calls for a major response. We might even have the management on later. I don't mean the little cheese, I mean the head cheese.
4: The do-run, run, run, do-run, run. Somebody told me that her name
5: was Jill. The do-run, run, run, do-run, run. Yes, my heart stood still. Yes, her name was Jill.
1: It's the W Snooze poster child. I can't believe it. I just can't. I mean, that awakened me from a deep sleep. Trust me. 136 at WINZ. Is there nothing sacred in this business anymore? Let's take our uh, middle break here. Hello.
0: Hello, friend. Oh, come on, Neil. It wasn't that bad. sounded a little bit disgusting. Uh, what is what wait a is, is it, wait a minute is this Bernard Meltzer yeah uh, no this is doc master barnyard Mulcher. okay yeah something like that hey I, TalkNet actually may have done something constructive Neil
1: what did they do they going out of business
0: <laughs> well I think I think at least barnyard's in trouble uh, they have a guy on now by the name of Neil Myers yeah, yeah he's good I was gonna say not it's not like uh, slimy uh, Ruffage or whatever her name is or uh, or she actually he actually says something when he talks to somebody he sounds interested by the way he's got a great radio voice yeah he's good um he's so full maybe of it but he's uh, good. barnyard's in trouble maybe he'll take the weekend slot away from him
1: no i don't think that'll ever happen
0: oh uh, by the way what is he a doctor of who's that
1: melzer boredom doctor of boredom he's got a phd in boredom uh, or, or uh, sleepology one of the, exactly uh, he's a he's a, maybe he's a hypnotist He puts he like, has a master's in cryptology uh,
0: Okay. Uh, you were talking uh, yesterday, and then for a couple of minutes today about uh, drivers. Bad enough that people drive. Airwaves.
1: Now Alice is like an appendage. It's like a blood sucker that's attached, or some kind of sucker that's attached itself to my being, and I can't extricate it. You know, it's like, uh, well, when we do this, and when we do that, and when we in the industry go here, you know, we don't do anything, Alice. Trust me. How about taping the cell?
5: Wife left town with a banana. Love a rotten deal. Found that yo devil hiding in her purse. He's cold and he's hard, but he's got a peel. I hope it never happens to you. Some fruit breaks your marriage in two. My wife left town with a banana. My baby slipping away. <laughs> Town with a banana I'm a jealous man She found a 6-inch latin lover Now she does the tango with her right hand And right now I could just die He's eaten my banana cream pie My wife left town with a banana My baby's slipping My baby slipping
1: Okay, Thursday, we'll show him a thing or two, right? We're going to have Lucy Cooper on Thursday. It's 1... one fifty-one at WINS.
3: Hello. This is Michael Jackson, urging you to help stop the spread of social disease. Don't risk your life by having a romantic encounter with an unfamiliar acquaintance. I urge you to do like I do. Go it alone. But make sure you wear protection. That's why I recommend the Michael Jackson Glove. Worn on either hand... The Michael Jackson Glove adds the security and peace of mind that I need to do it myself. So remember, before you pull it out, put it on.
2: The
1: Michael Jackson Glove, proving once again that a bird in the hand is better than one in the bush. Available in sequin models for extra stimulation. Okay, now listen, this is what's going to happen tomorrow, and I just mentioned this in case there's anybody in the market listening who might want to uh, think of some of these ideas for their show tomorrow morning. We're going to be talking with Joe Johnson... Uh, we're going to have Lucy Cooper on here, who's going to be uh, doing recipes. Then we're going to be doing a couple of hours on urine. After that, we're going to have that famous science writer from Omni Magazine, Ben Dover. And uh, what else? I guess that's a pretty good start, huh? That should give him some material. And then we're going to be taking the uh, Bob Lasseter positive-negative poll. What else? Well, that's uh, like a half a dozen there already. We've only just begun. We're going to be giving the carrot... One of your old places of employment you might find. Can I tell you one story
2: about how this business is a real...